This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Just a happy little jingle from a happy group of Americans, right? The union label song was so happy, in fact, that Al Gore once told a group of Teamsters at their conference that it was a lullaby that I heard as a child, end quote. His mother would sing to him the jingle of the union at night. It is interesting that Al Gore's mother was apparently still singing lullabies to Al when he was 27 years old, because the union label song was written in 1975. Union organizers and leaders have perhaps not always been as happy-go-lucky and charming as the union label song. From the beginning, unions, communism, socialism, and democratic socialism have gone hand-in-hand together. So much so that, looking back through history, it's hard to find any separation. It may have something to do with the feelings about unions from Karl Marx. Among other things, Marx said... Let the ruling classes tremble at a communist revolution. The proletarians have nothing to lose but their chains. Workers of the world unite. Also from Karl Marx. It will be the workers with their courage, their resolution and self-sacrifice who will be chiefly responsible for achieving victory. The petty bourgeois will hesitate as long as possible and remain fearful, irresolute and inactive, but... When victory is certain, it will claim it for itself and will call upon the workers to behave in an orderly fashion, and it will exclude the proletariat from the fruits of victory. The rule of the bourgeois Democrats from the very first will carry within it the seeds of its own destruction, and its subsequent displacement by the proletariat will be made considerably easier. Friedrich Engels, the co-author of the Communist Manifesto, talked about what communism was really about. What is communism? Communism is the doctrine of the conditions of the liberation of the proletariat. What is the proletariat? The proletariat is that class in society which lives entirely from the sale of his labor and does not draw profit from any kind of capital, whose will and woe, whose life and death whose sole existence depends on the demand for labor. Because Marx and Engels seemed to care so much for the working class, for those who labored, in some ways, then, the organizing of workers and communism would seem a natural fit, which may explain why, at or near the head of nearly every major union, was a communist. Even the founder of the largest union in America, Samuel Gompers of the American Federation of Labor, or AFL, was initially a socialist, attending their meetings and rallies in the 1870s. While hanging on to some Marxist principles throughout his life, 
Gompers eventually denounced and disliked socialists. Other union leaders hung on to their Marxist and socialist principles entirely throughout their careers. Communists were so pervasive with the union leadership and the union movement that in 1936, Robert R. McCormick, publisher of the Chicago Tribune, wrote, They call it the Democratic National Convention, but obviously it is the CIO Convention. Franklin D. Roosevelt is the candidate of the CIO and the communists because they know if elected, he will continue to put the government of the United States at their service at home and abroad. The CIO is in the saddle and the Democrat donkey under whip and spur is meekly taking the road to communism and atheism. Everybody knows that Roosevelt is the communist candidate, but even the communists cannot be sure where their place will be if he wins. His purpose is to overthrow the republic for his own selfish ambitions. But it is the duty of every American to oppose the great deceiver, Roosevelt. It's a good guess that a similar article about the Democratic president would not be found today in the Chicago Tribune. In 1949 and 1950, the CIO, Congress of Industrial Organizations, expelled 11 of their major unions because their leaders and much of the membership were communists. Communists that they could not get under control. Often forgotten about the labor movement is that there was also a significant amount of racism. In San Francisco in the late 1880s, a meeting was held in support of striking workers at which time the union developed a slogan for their strike. Quote, the Chinese must go, end quote. Labor leader Dennis Kearney incited anti-Chinese sentiment and hit on their anxiety, saying, We intend to try and vote the Chinaman out, to frighten him out. And if this won't do it, to kill him out. The heathen slaves must leave this coast. In the cigar industry, looking for union labels was a way of saying to customers that this product was made by white people. It also put indirect market pressure on employers to hire only union men and not, quote, Chinamen. For anyone still skeptical about that, and it does seem hard to believe in this day and age, the first cigar maker union label reads, quote, the cigars herein contained are made by white men. This label issued by the authority of the Cigar Makers Association of the Pacific Coast, end quote. Also, let's not forget blacks were excluded from joining the unions. And even when finally some, including Gompers at the AFL, began an effort to organize blacks into unions, it was only to prevent blacks from becoming angry with white workers' better conditions and spoiling things for the whites. Many factors contributed to the rise in sympathy for communism and expansion through unions in America. Some of these things were truly despicable working conditions in some factories and sweatshops. There is no doubt that there were unfeeling and uncaring employers everywhere on the planet, including the United States. But there were also very large and influential contributing factors that had little to no basis in reality. In 1906, journalist Upton Sinclair wrote the book called The Jungle. In addition to describing meatpacking plant horrors like rivers of pig blood flowing through the plant in Chicago from the unsanitary conditions, The Jungle also depicted worker-class poverty, 
horrific living conditions for the workers, helplessness and hopelessness among the working class, and the lack of caring and concern from their evil employers. Though treated as fact, the book was fiction, almost entirely made up. Sinclair claimed to have worked undercover at the plant and then first published his tale in a series of articles for a socialist newspaper called An Appeal to Reason before it came out as a novel. While in the plant, Sinclair made up stories about human workers falling into rendering tanks and being ground up with the other animal parts for Durham's pure leaf lard. The book horrified Americans, in large measure because of the food contamination aspect. But falsehoods in the book also spurred increased participation in unions in the United States. Plus, the outcry eventually led to the formation of the FDA. The history of unions in America is a very complex topic. There is no denying that unions served a purpose as Americans entered the Industrial Age. But there is also no doubt that the movement was susceptible to infiltration by those who wanted to fundamentally transform or even destroy the United States of America. There was also violence. And a lot of it. More on that aspect in the next episode. Glenn Beck. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper Mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash Glenn, casper.com slash Glenn.